Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Galatians chapter 3. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to the offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. That is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of the transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made, and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, there is a peculiar characteristic of humanity. All of us, we always like to have that last word, and we want to do things our way. For example, husbands and wives, when you disagree and fight, how many of you will fight to the death to get that last word? Isn't there a profound temptation to sneak that last word in, especially when you agree to disagree? And think about children and youth. How many children and youth get frustrated with mom and dad saying, let me do it, while pushing a helping hand off to the side? Furthermore, consider all of the projects that you and I have worked on in groups with other people. Isn't there a huge temptation to always tweak the final product, the final project, so that you are the last one to touch the project? It seems that all of us like to Monday morning quarterback. That is to say, we always believe that we can do things better. We like to have that last word. We need to put our two cents in after the fact. We just cannot let things be, but are always tinkering, we're always adjusting, and we're always adding to things. Now, the reason why this is so is that we have this peculiar need to be in control, to justify ourselves. In other words, we like to be right, we want to be our own masters, we want to make ourselves look good, and we want to make our names great. So if somebody one-ups us, well, we get the last word, 
When someone tries to do something for us that makes them look better than us, well, we say to ourselves, I will give it a try. Surely I can do better. And then we take over to make ourselves look great. When someone does a great project, well, we take the final project and put our finishing touches on it to make it our endeavor. We do all of this to be in control, to get the credit, to look good, to be righteous in the sight of others. We have a difficult time keeping our hands off of things, but we want everything underneath our control, our power, and our name. Tragically, this mentality, it flows into the church and Christianity as well. This kind of thinking is exactly the kind of thinking that corrupted the gospel in the churches of Galatia, what we heard from this morning in our epistle reading. Indeed, several thousand years ago, this kind of thinking actually corrupted, perverted the gospel of Christ. In our epistle reading from today, the Apostle Paul, he's actually addressing the Christians in the province of Galatia. And these Christians, well, they had been going along smoothly in that gospel until one day they quickly deserted the gospel. Yes, they deserted the gospel. They abandoned that simple message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Now, to make sure that we all understand what is happening here, what happened to those Christians in Galatia, we need to understand what they did. You see, these Galatian Christians did not exchange the gospel for a different message. Indeed, they did not exchange the message of Christ for a different message. And they didn't modify the gospel as well. But instead, they actually added to the gospel. Yes, they added to the gospel. In other words, they took the message that Paul proclaimed about Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, that simple, plain message of Christ crucified, And they thought to themselves that this was just too simple. The message of Jesus being the beginning and the middle and the end of salvation was too simple for them. They believed that the message of the gospel was incomplete, that it was lacking. They believed that more needed to be said, more needed to be done. And so they added to the gospel. They insisted on Jesus and their ceremonial laws. They added to the gospel. Now think of what happened in Galatia this way. Indeed, let's contemplate and think of what happened this way. The message of Jesus, we have to keep in mind, is a message of Jesus with a period, with a dot. It is Jesus, period. The period following Jesus communicates a completeness, a sufficiency for us that we have everything in the spiritual realm in Christ Jesus, period. However, the Christians in Galatia didn't like that period. And so they replaced the period following Jesus, get this, with a comma. But why? Well, it is relatively simple, my friends. They wanted to justify themselves. You see, dear friends, in our reading from the Gospel of Luke as well, we hear about a lawyer who wanted to justify himself as well. The reason being is this, he tried to make himself look good. He wanted to be his own judge and declare himself as good and right and true because of what he, the lawyer, had done. See, that is the problem with human nature, with all of us. 
We want to be the ones who justify ourselves. We want to be our own saviors. That is why we don't like a period after Jesus. It actually excludes us and our accomplishments, our endeavors, our contribution to salvation. You see, we trust Jesus a lot, but we don't trust him alone because we actually have an ungodly, idolatrous trust in ourselves. God have mercy on me. God have mercy on you too. See, dear friends, we must keep in mind that that 16th century Reformation, that Reformation that happened some 500 years ago, that Reformation that we are descendants of as the Lutheran tradition, well, it was not a battle over the word and faith and grace and Christ. You see, everyone thought that the word was important. Everyone, some 500 years ago, everyone agreed that faith was needed. Everyone loved grace and everyone, get this, they upheld Christ. So why the fight? Why the Reformation? Why did everybody get so completely worked up some 500 years ago? Well, my friends, the answer is indeed quite simple. There's a no-name German monk in a small town called Wittenberg. You might know of him. His name was Martin Luther. And Luther, you see, Luther, he dared to put a, get this, he dared to put a period after the word and faith and grace and Christ. Yes, Martin Luther said that we need the word, and get this, and the word alone, period. No traditions, no rules, no religious hot air of that Roman Catholic church at that time. That no-name monk said that Christianity was about being justified by grace through faith on account of Christ alone. Period. No indulgences needed. No religious pilgrimages needed. No relics for all of this stuff were additions to the gospel. You see, by putting a period after the gospel, Martin Luther was not only eliminating that common, but he eliminated everything that came after that comma. And as you know, when our projects and when our legacies and our little empires are downplayed, well, we get angry. We get angry and we fight. We fight to have that comma put back in there so that our endeavors, our projects, and our accomplishments can be tacked on behind Jesus. It's quite simple. Anytime that we add a comma after Jesus and start adding things after Jesus, we are attempting to subtract from Jesus and his work on the cross. When we add to the gospel by trying to add our religious endeavors, we are essentially saying this, Christ's cross, well, it wasn't sufficient enough. You know, well, God, he, he did his best, but now I will do the rest. It's more tempting to add to the gospel than you and I might think, though. You see, we live in a time, an increasingly godless society, in a time where there's indeed an increasing godlessness in our society. And so what we end up doing is we look for evidence of the faith in Christians. And so we, we, we say to our neighbors that Jesus is enough to be a Christian, but then we want to validate their Christianity through something else other than Christ. So we judge a person's Christianity upon perhaps maybe the number of times we believe that they need to pray. 
Or we judge their Christianity upon how they vote or how they dress or how they talk or how much they volunteer. The point being, when salvation, my friends, when salvation is conditioned on something else other than Jesus, well, we have stepped into that disastrous mess of Galatia. Frankly stated, we are naive fools. Indeed, we are naive fools when we try to devise some sort of religious system for getting by with our own efforts. We are even bigger fools when we try to add to the gospel thinking that Jesus needs our help or that our own efforts can contribute anything to our salvation. And tragically, yes, tragically, we dance with the devil when we judge and condemn our neighbor's salvation based upon something that we have devised as necessary for salvation, something that is other than Jesus. Baptized saints, we need to repent of commas. Yes, repent. It is Jesus with a period, not a comma. We are justified by grace through faith on account of Christ alone, period. Matt Richard is and does nothing. You do nothing. The only thing that we contribute to our salvation is our sin. Christ is our justification. Christ is the beginning and the middle and the end for you and for me. Jesus saved us, past tense. Jesus saves us presently and Jesus will continue to save us. As Christians, we need Jesus just as much today as we did yesterday and the day before. And get this, we have Jesus today. Just as much as we had him yesterday and the day before. Baptized saints, our Christian identity and our Christian assurance is anchored right here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, not in our building, not in our budget, not in our music, not in our boards, not in our social media platform, and especially not in your pastor, but in Christ. In Christ Jesus. Yes, as a church, our value, our identity, and our justification are anchored in Christ. Period. Yes, Christ, period. The message of Christianity is a message of Jesus with a period. Jesus is all that you need for forgiveness, life, and salvation. And that is what you are given from the absolution this day. That is what you are given from the Lord's table this day. You are given Jesus. And with Christ, you receive his givenness of forgiveness, life, and salvation. And my friends, that is enough. That is enough for you. Christ is complete. He is sufficient for you. In the name of Jesus, yes, in the name of Jesus and Jesus alone, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The, the Lord, Lord bless and keep you. you.